Welcome to the Ozark United Methodist Church podcast for Tuesday, March the 9th. My name is Joey Mills, and joining me today on the podcast, we've got... Jacob Schneider. Brad Vino. Melissa Vino. John Walker. So we want to, first of all, I want to thank everybody for joining us uh, for this recording. And uh, we want to thank everybody for joining us, whether it's live on Facebook or YouTube as we do this thing uh, or down the road in your podcast player, whenever and wherever you happen to be catching us. Uh, This week, we are going to be talking about, we're going to be continuing our examination of our Lenten sermon series, but specifically, we're going to talk about Paul's letters regarding how we are to be about this Christian life, what this whole thing's about. Uh, We're going to take a look ahead at next Sunday's sermon topic and a few other announcements, a whole lot more. But before we get to all of that, uh, who would like to lead us in a word of prayer to kind of get us started here? Would anybody like to volunteer to do that? I would be more than <laughs> you I, know. I I, wanna... I I always wonder whether I should cut out that long silence every week, or if we should just leave that <laughs> yeah, in there. No. All right, it's Fair just enough. reality. That's right. No, let's pray. Thank you, God. We praise you for this day. We praise you for uh, just the beauty of your creation. We praise you for um, that your church um, and our church family. I pray that you would uh, enter into our conversation as we gather together to encounter you and to uh, learn from you and to be transformed in that. Uh, But guide us, lead us, and teach us all of this we pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 So for those who are always like, man, I don't want to be the person that prays. Now you can see it's everybody. Nobody wants to be that person. Uh, (laughs) there's, There's audio evidence of that. So before we jump into the sermon stuff, how's everybody's week been going? How's everything been in everybody's world's I know the, the, the springtime is upon us, and that day that it got warm and windy, was it like last Tuesday? So we decided to open the windows. That was the mistake. Um, so, so uh, yeah, it's been Benadryl and everything since then. So, yeah, it's I, I'm like swollen. I, I can't even feel my eyes anymore. <laughs> so, But it's still nice to get out and move around, be outside. What's everybody else been up to? Um, well, I, oh, go ahead. Well, okay. Well, I'm doing medical stuff and I got my second shot. I'm very happy about that. All right. I got my, uh, uh, my pacemaker rebooted cause it quit working and, oh. <laughs> uh, that's a good thing. Uh, five hours in a chair while the computer, uh, rehooked me up. And then on Friday, uh, we went to Fayetteville uh, where the VA hospital is. Uh, because I had been uh, a couple of years ago, they thought I was slipping into stage four kidney failure. Uh, and uh, they have said that I have improved so much that I don't have to come down there anymore. That's fantastic. So that was all good news for me. And I celebrated by playing golf today. Excellent. A little breezy for that, I'm sure. But uh, how, how did the second shot go? Did you have any? I know for some folks, that second shot has been uh, had a worse reaction than the first. Is that Has that been your experience as well? I, I had a, uh, Sue, my wife, had did not have a problem. I had some problem in the middle of the night, uh, the first night, uh, and then the next morning it was gone, and nothing since then, other a little bit of sore arm for a few days. Right. Very good. I recommend it. Absolutely. <laughs> Melissa, how about you? 
Um, I am actually scheduled to get my vaccine on Saturday. So I am very excited about that. I've heard rumors that I'm I'm getting at Walmart and I've heard rumors that they have the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. So it might be a one and done deal, which I kind of prefer because I don't want to have to mess with a second uh, follow up, but what I'll do whatever they tell me I need to do because I'm just ready to get it done and move on. Absolutely. (laughs) How about you, Brad? How you been? Very good. Um, My wife showed me that I made Instagram today. Um, (laughs) But luckily for doing a good thing and the right thing, not the wrong thing. Um, But we finally got caught up from Snowmageddon two weeks ago yesterday. Wow. It took two weeks to (laughs) catch up on a week's worth of freight that didn't move. So, But uh, I'll put a plug in for it. The... uh, nutrition shop downtown on third street by heck bella mm-hmm. uh, they use herbalife in their in their smoothies and shakes and we had not delivered any for two weeks so she was very excited to see me walk <laughs> through the door with two big herbalife boxes so excited that she snapped a picture of me while i wasn't looking <laughs> and then Melissa texted me a picture she goes hey you're on somebody's instagram page she's like well, luckily i'm not doing anything really dumb. <laughs> Cameras are everywhere. Yeah. So a lot of people are really excited that we're finally caught up. And, and uh, you know, it just it's, it's a reminder that people really rely on us to be there on time every day. Um, and things do happen sometimes. But uh, I think it's a little bit of a testament to FedEx, too, that, that we usually do pretty well on that. So absolutely. Very good. How about you, Jacob? How have you been? Uh, week's been crazy so far. I just uh, thought it was going to go one way. It's turned out to go a different way, and uh, we'll just roll with the punches. So it's it, it, it's good, but just different than expected, which is life. So yeah, so very good. Well, let's jump into the sermon from this past Sunday. The sermon topic was renewal of the mind. That that theme was hit uh, over and over, both in the scriptures and in the discussion as well. Um, the scripture uh, came from Romans chapter 12, the first couple of verses there, First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5. Um, there was another one in there as well, but I didn't catch it <laughs> because it went by quick. Um so let's talk a little bit about the renewal of the mind. Paul's letters talking about how we are to be transformed as followers of Christ, as a church, as individuals. Um, in putting together the sermon, uh, what were some of the things maybe that uh, that you wanted to drive home uh, or something that stuck out to you as we were listening and participating in the service, whether it was in person or online? Uh, what are some of the things that, that stood out to us uh, as well? And we'll just open it up. Whoever's got uh, something to, to discuss, feel free to jump in and we'll get the ball rolling. Well, I, I'll start by just saying that just in digging in, um, to some of Paul's letters, I, I was just amazed by just all of the consistency just across the board of uh, Paul's message, um, not just specifically as it applies to the renewal of the mind, but just across the board, what I mean, he's just amazingly consistent in his message. And, and it's, it, it, you can take, that's really why I dug into three different letters of Paul's because you kind of highlighting 
some of the the strongest arguments he makes um but it's all wrapped in this singular message that he he has um and the the third passage was from colossians and colossians 3 that's one of my absolute favorites of paul's um but yeah i was just struck by the consistency and um yeah just it was it was good to revisit all of that I think it's interesting, even outside of content, Paul's very consistent in form. It's almost like he's got it down, kind of like the compliment sandwich or whatever. Paul's got his form of this is how this is how my letters go, which I guess kind of authenticates it if you were wondering if it was really from Paul at any point. So, True, true. Yeah. What else? One of the first things that jumped out at me is it and and i don't know which verse it came from but it talked about you use the words working diligently um towards being christ-like and that just uh made me start thinking about you know okay what does work diligently mean well it means that we're not just sitting back and just waiting for god to work through us that we're just, you know, it's not, okay, I accepted Jesus and I'm just going to sit here and wait until I get to go be with him. Um, it's us then working toward becoming as much like Christ as we possibly can while we are here. And that is, as, a, as you pointed out later, that's not an easy job and it's not natural. Like you said, or that's not natural behavior for us. So yeah, it's definitely diligent work. And I, I think that, that that's difficult for a lot of us to grasp, my, myself included, because I, you know, I, I just for so much of my life, I like float by expecting God to just, all right, just take over, do, do what you want, like fix things, and um, so on one hand, it's it's freeing to know that you know you're you're part of this you're you have a role to play we have a role to play but there's so much responsibility that goes alongside that and it requires us making those difficult choices so yeah it's a it's a both and with that in my mind i think one thing that jumped out at me because um you know, we're all in different places on our faith journey. And a lot of times we've talked about this uh, either on this podcast or in some of the discipleship classes, but we've talked about church words and it's really easy for us to say the words that we've heard before, you know, hundreds of times over and over without really stopping and thinking about what am I saying and how am I communicating this to somebody who maybe hasn't heard these words or hasn't, doesn't have a, you know, a familiarity with them. So when we talk about, for example, setting your hearts and minds on the things above, that's a big churchy lofty thing to say, but without some context and specifics about what does that even mean? I think that sometimes there's a there's a danger in just sounding like you're parroting a piece of scripture without giving some real meat to it. So when we talk about you know the things above, the things of God, what specifically for those who are listening or watching, what are the things that we should be focused on as opposed to the things of this earth? What kind of give us some specifics of what those two things are and how they're different, if you can. And we'll just, again, it's, it's a round table discussion. So open it up if anybody has thoughts on that. 
Well, I would just like to say that, uh, you know, what I got from Sunday's uh, sermon was the fact that uh, uh, we need to be Christ-like as often as we can. I come every Sunday, just about every Sunday on streaming, because I haven't been into a church service now for a year. But, uh, you know, this is what I need uh, weekly is to be sure I remember how I'm supposed to act. I also have a great admiration for Paul. Uh, other than Joseph, I think, is the most disrespected person in the Bible for everything he contributed, so how little credit he gets for it. Uh, I think that Paul needs even more credit than he did to be converted the way he did and then show the world how it was to live properly. And the last thing I'd like to add today is that I was at a meeting of our homeless alliance today for Christian County on Zoom, and uh, we were talking about children children that are homeless, and we are not allowed to put them up in temporary housing because they're under 18. Uh, and trying to find people that can help with that is one thing. But what amazed me was how many people on that group were acting Christ-like uh, in their discussions about wanting to find an answer, about doing something and caring. And I just sat there and thought to myself, I wonder if they had a, a church service on renewal somewhere, wherever they would. But of course, we don't ask that in those kind of committee meetings. But uh, I saw that today, and I really liked it. So much caring by people about others. That's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Tangibly setting your mind on things above. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. good. Well, I think, you know, just as Paul lines out, he, Paul loves his lists, right? And he's going to get into some more lists for the sermon for, the sermon for this coming week. But um you know, just just as we talked about the contrasting lists in, in Colossians 3 that we discussed, um, you know, the, he, he lists the earthly things, adds to that list, and then lists, you know, kindness, compassion, meekness, humility, uh, overall love, tying it all together, clothing ourselves in that. Um, those are, when we think about the things above, we aren't thinking about as, as I said, you know, it's not a distinction between um, earthly material things and, um, you know, heavenly spiritual abstract things, but real tangible human qualities, um, virtues, right? Virtues and characters that we're, we're to cultivate. And I mean, that's how God created us. And that's the nature of the kingdom. And that's what we're moving towards. And so, um, we're called to, you know, live into that now. Um, all, all that, that whole list, I think, is an encapsulation of kind of the, the things above. What else? What other thoughts? Is there, is there anything that is so unnatural to us when you talk about... Um, clothing yourself or, you know, choosing all of those things when it was, you know, you make the decision, what clothes you're going to wear. Um, and then to make the choice to show compassion, humility, kindness, forgiveness, love is the reason that that's not so natural to us because of sin. Is that just why it's not natural for us and why it seems to be difficult? I think it's yes. because it requires 
the death of one's self and we're not created no, no no creature rushes towards its own death whether it's an actual physical death or death of one's identity and i think that's for me that's the part that it's that i struggle with is i have to do this in spite of myself mm-hmm. because i think about we're created in god's image so Shouldn't it be more natural for us because we're created in God's image? So the only thing I can come up with is sin. Because of sin, it messed up our part of it and what we do. It didn't mess up what God created in us because it's it's there. We just have to find it kind of yeah. thing, work through that sin yeah. to get back to it. I think that's it. I mean, it's natural to how God originally created us, created humans to be in his image, but yeah, it's not natural to our fallen, broken, sinful self. And I, I think, you know, as jo- Joey points out, I mean, that I think that points to the depth of the brokenness, right? I mean, it, because it's not natural, what it comes natural to us is completely contrary to what God wants of us. So I, I think that just points to the depth of it and, and, and to the, the amount of work it typically takes to break ourselves out of that and to to accept the the you know the forgiveness that we are offered and um, allow the Holy Spirit to work on us in that way and that's why it's a lifelong journey right of being shaped and formed and molded. So. I think the last thing I had written down from my notes, and it may not have been the last part of your sermon, but that's the last thing I wrote down. So anything you said after this didn't care, didn't matter. But um, the last thing I wrote down was that uh, we have to practice our faith sometimes until we have it. You know, it's that fake it till you make it. It's the, you know, you still go through the motions until the motions become who you are. It's developing, you know, if we talk about, you know, if you're, playing golf or playing baseball you develop muscle memory so you don't have to think about it it's just natural we kind of have to develop that spiritual muscle memory where we're doing the things that we're called to do at first in spite of ourselves at first when it is unnatural and uncomfortable until those things become who we are so that when we are faced with those opportunities or moments of crisis who we are is what we've been practicing. I think that's the the thing that towards again it's the last thing I wrote down because that's the 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 part where I was ready to to cap it off with like yeah, we have to do these things sometimes when it's uncomfortable or sometimes when we don't feel like it or sometimes when it's uh not the path of least resistance necessarily. Yeah, I I was curious. I was going to ask, you know, talking about clothing ourselves or in the, in the language of Paul, putting on, um, putting on in the sense of clothing ourselves and putting on in the sense of like putting on a mask and, or putting on an air, those types of things. Um, I was just going to ask personally, have you ever bound yourself in that position? Like consciously in that caught yourself in that position. Um, and then maybe if you're so bold as to share, maybe an instance of that happening, because I, I can think of multiple instances of that happening in, in my life, probably multiple today where that, <laughs> where I had to cut myself, you know, this podcast. No, just kidding. Um, yeah, I think, I think at all of, I mean, if you deal with other people at any point, you're going to have to put on that mask of, you know, that, that, you know, that grin and bear it and try not to 
you know, but to try to actually mean it, not just to smile and wave and send them on their way. But if you're going to engage in any sort of relationship with people, there are going to be times where you're going to have to put on that mask and it's going to be not what comes natural. It's going to be natural to want to argue or it's going to be natural to fight over who put away the dishes last or, you know, whatever it is. But that, yeah, sometimes you have to you have to put on the put on the clothes of righteousness and you know, do what's best for the relationship as opposed to what's best for me right now. See, I thought of it as in the, uh, you know, my background is corporate management. And uh, so I spent a lot of time around conference tables where people told me how stupid my ideas were uh, with the thought that I knew the thought was they'd like to have my job. And, uh, uh, it's, you know, I would just try to smile. That was my mask, just to smile at them because I, I try to do that a lot. And, uh, but to make it even worse, my CEO of Target stores hated my smile. <laughs> he would say that sometimes to me. He says, can you quit smiling? <laughs> so, but I mean, that was my mask uh, because uh, people really got loud and they got uh, very challenging in the conference rooms about what programs to do and how to accomplish them. And so I found that a mask was needed for me or else I'd have probably punched somebody in the nose. <laughs> and and uh, uh, so the, the smile was my mask. Yeah. Yeah, tying back to what we, what, what kind of where we started uh, to bring it kind of full circle. Um, something that I've been very conscious about doing is uh, partnering with God, as, as we were kind of talking about. Um, having God help me with those things, develop those traits. So if there's somebody challenging in front of me, little two, three second quick prayer, God, give me the strength to be patient, give me the wisdom to say the right thing with this person. Okay, go. Uh, you know, if I've got a tough day ahead of me, God, give me the strength to get through this day. And then, so we're partnering kind of together. I'm doing some of the work. God's helping me with it. And, and like I said, we can maybe develop those good habits along the way, instead of just those natural snap reactions that you might have. Um, so that's, that's kind of the technique that I've been using to, to help myself is, little two, three second quick prayer, little quick prayers all day. You know, I kind of had this running prayer with God all day instead of maybe more of the 10 minutes sit down, really, you know, long talk with God. Yeah, that's, that's huge. And I, I did a short video last week, just kind of talking about intercessory prayer um, and reading some of the, some of the great like prayers, uh, the great Christian prayers, you know, they say things like to to be is to or to pray is to be. Um, I mean, that completely shapes everything um, about who we are. It changes us, and um, yeah, I think that has to be the the core of the core practice of of who we are in this this life of being transformed and being molded and having that virtue molded within us. So that's perfect. I, I love that. 
I used to kind of do something similar to that, but we shortcut it. <laughs> it was a buddy and I who were working where we had to deal with customers and we came up with a key word when we could tell one of us was starting to get frustrated with someone. The other one would say the word and it was that, oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I'm saying I've got to do it this way, you know, or, you know, there were times where it was yelling the word at somebody over and over until they, you know, acknowledge like, hey, hey, you got to bring it back down here. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I think those can be helpful having those reminders throughout the day. What else? Is there anything else about uh, the sermon from last week that we want to discuss? Or shall we kind of wrap that uh, yes. part of the discussion? I've got, I've got one more yeah. thing. Yeah. I, I, I did literally lean over to my wife and whisper in the middle of the sermon. So I figured it was probably pretty big. Um, when you mentioned the why of why we don't do these things, why we don't do these earthly things, and I leaned over and said, eh, that's a youth lesson. <laughs> because that is something that I think we certainly tried to do as youth leaders um, because I know growing up, that was, that was my experience was here, here's your list of things not to do. Don't do these. So don't do them. Oh, okay. And some of them I did. I'm going to go do these now. Yeah. <laughs> you told me not to, I'm going to go do these now. Because <laughs> now I want to find out why I wasn't right. supposed to do them and those kind of things. So really getting to the nitty gritty and sharing your story, you know, your testimony, why those things are bad. Um, and I've shared some of that with the youth um, as I chased some earthly things in my 20s and paid for some of those mistakes in a way and, and the wisdom I've gotten now that I'm older and looking back and seeing why chasing those earthly things wasn't good and chasing godly things would have been a heck of a lot better, but can't go back and change it now other than maybe try to help the next generation yeah. not do what I did. And here's why not. Uh, and and they'll they'll do it or they won't, but at least you know maybe give them a little extra to think about. Yeah. Is there anybody that didn't chase those earthly things in their twenties? I feel like that's what the twenties are for almost, <laughs> yeah, is to anybody? chase those things, <laughs> chase those earthly things, come up dry, and then right. spend the rest of your life working back. So. Yeah, I, I don't want to go there. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we I'm sure we all have stories we don't want to tell. So. Yeah, but I I think that raises the the point like. The, you know, Paul making these lists, they aren't arbitrary lists. Like, I mean, there's a reason why when we do chase our own, you know, earthly desires that we fall flat on our faces. Like everyone who's done it has fallen flat on their face. And why is that? It's not, I mean, there must be some, some truth. Not to, coincidence. <laughs> right. So, I mean, yeah, I, it's just really difficult to get, convince someone of that prior to experiencing it themselves to whatever degree. So, Because that goes back to her point of then it's something natural in, a, in us somehow, some way. Because yeah. I look at the Bible, I look at the Ten Commandments, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of year old, and that list is still relevant today. And, and I read those Bible stories and... <laughs> Those people in the Bible that chased earthly things and it didn't work out for them either. People yeah. haven't fundamentally changed in thousands and thousands of years. So it, 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 it's, it makes me feel better. <laughs> so I'm not the first one and I'm not going to be the last, but uh, yeah. Well, I think that's, a, that's the importance of like Adam and Eve in the garden as an allegory and, you know, he not to eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. I mean, it's, 
at root any evil brokenness and whatever we want to call it that we see in the world at root is boils down to us choosing ourselves or anything else, someone else or God or whoever. So that's the root. Very good. Anything else we want to throw out there from last week? All right. Well, then let's turn our attention to what's coming up. But before we do, let us know your thoughts, your questions, your comments, um, how we go about renewing our minds. Is there something that works for you? Kind of like what Brad was sharing uh, with his, you know, just quick prayers to, to reset himself at times. Uh, let us know. You can find us on social media at Ozark UMC on Facebook and Twitter, or you can email us. If you don't feel like sharing it to the world of social media, you can email us directly at podcast at org. We would love to, uh, to hear your thoughts, to, to know uh, some of the things that you do uh, to continue to practice renewal of mind, or even just how the Holy Spirit is speaking to you throughout this Lenten and sermon series that we're going through. So let's talk about what's coming up. First of all, we've got our Discover Discipleship class this Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. on Zoom. The meeting info for those who need it should be in the e-newsletter and on our website. Um, we say this every week, but we'll reiterate it. This is something where you can kind of jump in at any point to hear I mean, the, the lessons all fit a narrative. It's part of one book, but they're all pretty self-contained. Like one week we're talking about this and the next week, yes, we build on what we discussed, but the lesson, they're, they're easy to jump in and out of, I guess, at any point. If you feel like you can't make it to all of them, that's okay. Make it to the ones you can. If you've not been a part of it yet, that's okay. You can jump in at any time. Um, this week's, I had it in front of me and I lost it. Um, I forget what we're studying this week, but it'll be a good one, I promise you. They've all been good so far because the best part of the class to, for me isn't so much the book learning because it's all mostly stuff we've all heard before more than once. Um, it's the discussion that comes from it. And I know some folks can't make it and they have to catch it later. Um, and I've had to do that as well because I've had to go back and, and look at some things. And it's so much different of an experience than being there live. So if you can join us uh, on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. on Zoom, uh, we certainly look forward to you joining us for that. If not, it is available on YouTube, uh, on the website at OzarkUMC.org. Whatever way you, you need to consume that, uh, be sure to to do that because it it has been good it has been a lot of good discussion is there anything anybody i know john's been up to quite a few of those of course jacob's been leading a lot of those is there any thoughts you've had on how this uh, discover course has gone so far well i like it i've had to miss a few because of conflicts but i like it it's just again to me whether i be listening to jacob on on sunday morning or whether we do discover it's renewing me it's reminding me of, of, of certain things just in case they've slipped my mind. And of course, I'm an old guy now, so it's easy for things to slip my mind. But uh, it is, uh, uh, I'm glad that I participated in it, and uh, I'm pleased that we're doing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just grateful for the conversation. I think just good, good conversation, getting people together. It's always good to talk about these things. So, Absolutely. Also on Wednesday evening, the youth are meeting at 630. Uh, this is there's there's this week and then next week's spring break. So there won't be a meeting next week. Uh, but if you have someone who is uh, nine, is, are you is it ninth through 12th now that's just meeting on Wednesdays? Yes. Wednesday night will just be nine through 12th. 
Okay. And the reason that's that way is because on Sunday, on March 14th, uh, grades five through eight will be meeting at 3.30 in the afternoon. So 3.30 to five for on Sunday, March 14th for the fifth through eighth graders. Wednesday nights at 6.30 will continue to be the ninth through 12th grade youth. So uh, if you have a child who's a part of any of those grades, uh, be sure to, uh, be sure to follow us on the group me <laughs> reach out to mike randall if you haven't already if you're not getting the information um reach out to mike and he will make sure that you got all the information he's given us the entire schedule for uh the summer all the way up through back to school so you'll you won't want to miss any part of that make sure to be connected in that way um, and of course this sunday we'll be doing live in-person services at 8 30 and 11 for those who are able to join us in person for those who are unable or choose not to join us in person we'll be live streaming that 8 30 worship service uh, it'll be available on on the YouTube channel, on our Facebook page. Um, and then, of course, we'll upload it to our website shortly after the service ends. It's usually up there by 10 o'clock. So in whatever way uh, you uh, you consume that, it'll be in one of those various locations. And this week's, uh, you, you mentioned it a little bit, more lists. Uh, but this week we are talking about virtue, the fruit, the body of Christ. Kind of kind of tease us without spoiling us. What do we have to look forward to this Sunday? Yeah, so this Sunday's, I mean, it's really exploring more of the corporate nature of developing virtue and um, the body of Christ, the fruit of the Spirit, how that all plays into how we cross that bridge over to glory and all of that. So. And if folks want to read ahead, uh, the scripture for this week will be Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verses 1 through 16. If you just want to finish up Ephesians 4, nobody's going to hold that against you. Um, but if you want to get started, if you want to kind of get yourselves mentally and spiritually ready for service on Sunday, um, that's where the scripture will be coming from if you want to start reading ahead. Is there anything else that we ought to discuss, that we need to discuss? Is there anything else uh, for the good of the group or for the good of the those listening that we should touch on before we wrap this one up? John, it was great to have you here. Have Absolutely. Tonight. Does that mean I can come back? Anytime. Absolutely. It's a standing invitation. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And bring a friend next time. <laughs> That's what Melissa brought Brad, and so we need you to bring somebody. I've got to find someone else, and then Jacob's got to find somebody. Everybody's uh, got to bring a friend. <laughs> well, very good. Well, whatever form it takes, uh, we look forward to worshiping with you this week, whether it's a discipleship class, whether it's Sunday mornings. Um, and, of course, join us back here next Tuesday for another episode of this podcast. Uh, we'll be streaming it live on the Ozark UMC Facebook page and on our YouTube channel. That's Tuesday evenings at 8 p.m. Central Time. Um, or if you can't join us live for that, it is available after that, usually yeah, within an hour or two after that, in the podcast player of your choice. So for Pastor Jacob, for John, for Melissa and Brad, again, my name is Joey Mills. May the peace of Christ be with you this week.